Time once again for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Welcome to, well, it's not officially summer, but it sure does feel like it. Oh, it's wonderful. I didn't think it had ever come, <laughs> but here it is. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, what can you give us today? You know what I thought I'd talk about grilling in the summer, because let's face it. Yes, for sure. Well, what can you give us today? You know what I thought I'd talk about grilling in the summer, because let's face it. Last few days of weather and today and tomorrow is going to be summer-like, even though it isn't officially summer yet. And one of the great joys, in my opinion, of summer is to be able to grill out. Not that we don't grill out in the winter, too. We've gotten so sophisticated with grilling, we do it uh, year-round. But there, stuff you can cook on the grill today just amazes me. When we started grilling when I was a young lad, all you ever cooked on the grill were hamburgers, hot dogs, and once in a great while, maybe a steak. And then you began to get adventuresome and began to grill, grill things like chicken, ribs, and even pork chops. And today, we can grill almost anything. Number one, there's been a total revolution in all the equipment you can buy, and then the grills you can buy. The grills used to be a simple affair. And, you know, only charcoal, et cetera. And eventually they branched into gas grills, et cetera. And they're veritable outdoor uh, ovens or cooking stations. Today you can put vegetables, seafood, turkey on the grill and come up with a fabulous meal. It always kind of amazes me to go to someone's house for an outdoor cookout and they're cooking on the grill and they have also something cooking on the oven inside. You know, you can save time effort and everything by cooking those dishes either in tandem or at the same time on the grill, particularly if you have a double grill, one higher than the other. Uh, the positiveness, uh, positiveness of cooking is just amazing to me. Well, you can do all sorts of kebabs and uh, the meats that you can cook out on the grill. Just every meat there is cooks well on the grill, in my opinion. And it's so wonderful to have that ability to do all those cooking chores on one unit. Uh, for example, a whole chicken or a whole turkey are just great. A whole salmon can all be cooked on the grill. I remember once we were expecting some people up, and I had ordered a big salmon because we were going to have a big crowd. And lo and behold, it was too big for my fish poacher. Well, I thought, what on earth am I going to do? Fortunately, I had a big outdoor grill. So I wrapped it in about 10 layers of aluminum foil. I seasoned the fish with uh, lemon and white wine and a little butter and some dill. Wrapped that whole fish up in those 10 layers of aluminum foil and put it on the grill six minutes aside on high. I took it off the grill and let it sit for an hour. When I opened it up, I had the most gorgeous whole poached salmon you've ever seen, and it was the grill to the rescue because simply did not have a poaching pan to do that. And today, as I said, with all the equipment you can get, you can get these baskets where you can cook vegetables on right on top of the grill. And grilled vegetables that are brushed with olive oil and your favorite seasoning, whether that's garlic or salt and pepper or some uh, herbs of Provence, etc., those grilled vegetables make a fabulous accompaniment to things like steak or veal chops or pork chops done on the grill. Uh, be careful when you're handling a grill. I like to clean it while it's hot. 
and be careful of those wire brushes. They can get those little wires can get stuck on the grill, and the next time you pick cook something soft like a hamburger, it can pick up those wire pieces. So I don't recommend brushing your grill and cleaning it with an iron grill unless you, after you've cleaned it, then wipe it down uh, to, so you don't get those little wire things. They do stick. I have had a hamburger once that had one of them in, and I've always been leery about it ever since, those wire brushes. But uh, with, today with the advent of these two-level grills, just terrific all the stuff you can cook you can cook baked beans on the top and uh grilled sausages down below and they they all can all come out at the same time and the same thing is chicken and ribs on the bottom and a vegetable dish on the top it's a wonderful method of cooking simply because it's delicious and most of the meat will pick up that smoky tinge and you can apply that to all sorts of other things you can cook on the grill. Not too long ago, we had some grilled peaches, and we served them, believe it or not, as a side with pork chops. Well, it was delicious. And since then, I've used a lot of porks. I slice up apples, cover them with olive oil, just like potatoes and seasoning, and cook those on top of the grill and serve them with pork chop or sparabs. Just absolutely delicious. Uh, not too long ago for dessert, we had a grilled peaches topped with lemon-flavored lemon yogurt. Just a wonderful summertime treat. That lemon yogurt went so well with that hot peach, it was just delicious. Uh, that warm peach is, is just a remarkable thing. As I said, I love it when we have it with uh, pork chops or something like that. And we've also done nectarines, which turn out just beautifully on the grill. Uh, another great dessert that I just love is a slice of pineapple. Rub it with a little honey, and the honey caramelizes, and then just serve that grilled pineapple slice with a scoop of rum raisin ice cream. It's a fabulous dessert. And how simple, grilling one slice of pineapple on both sides, and like I say, you don't really have to put the uh, honey on it because it's pretty sweet and it'll caramelize on its own. But I like to put that honey on because it enables the caramelization to go a little faster. And so those are adventuresome things, these fruit sides, in my opinion. I remember once at Francis, this is a long time ago, talked me into going up to the Boundary Waters. And so we went up the boundary waters, came time to, after dinner, he toasted some pound cake he had taken along and scooped some fruit cocktail on top of that hot pound cake. Well, that may sound very pedestrian if you're having it in your backyard, but I'll tell you, up in the boundary waters on a canoe trip, having that pound cake with the cold fruit on the top was just like having oeuf salonager at the best restaurant in Paris. It was wonderful. And let's also not forget, if you're adventuresome, barbecue is a fabulous way to cook up all that game you've had in the freezer since God knows when. And cooked game on the grill can be absolutely fantastic. Be sure you marinate it because uh, game is going to be a little tougher than any domestic kind of meat. So if you marinate it, it not only enhances the flavor, and a simple marinade is even just... Uh, red wine or olive oil with a little vinegar can be a great marinade, almost like a salad dressing, only you use it as a marinade. And marinate it well for several hours, and then don't overcook it. That's what 
kills most people when it comes to game. They have a tendency to think it has to be cooked uh, till it's well, well done. It really doesn't. Some of the best game I've ever had in my life are wild duck breasts that are cooked medium rare, almost like a tenderloin. Just absolutely delicious, lightly seasoned, quickly seared on the grill. Uh, it is just absolutely fantastic game on the grill. Well, grilling outdoors is absolutely great, and we hope you'll try it. And, of course, when you're doing all that grilling, you can pair those things with wine and be adventuresome with the wines, too. For example, there's a white wine from Spain called Alberino. If you're doing any seafood on the grill, you might want to try that. You'd like to add that to your repertoire because Alberino is, in my opinion, a wonderful white wine. Most people don't know much about it because it's a Spanish white. They don't think about because Spain is better known for its red wines. But that Alberino is a delicious wine and a nice wine to try. And it's very, very good to have with any kind of fish or seafood. Just delicious. And let's not forget Riesling is another great wine that gets overlooked. I'm telling you, when we're talking about those pork chops with apples, with a glass of Riesling from Germany, what a combination that would be. Uh, German wines are different today. They aren't your typical old-time German wines, which are sweet and overpowering. Nowadays, they're dry, and they have good acidity and nice balance, and a good, just straight Riesling. doesn't even have to be a state bottled. A straight Riesling like Lucen or uh, any of those kind of two-core Riesling uh, wines are absolutely terrific with pork. And like you want to try something interesting, try it with a smoked pork chop. And uh, again, do those peaches or the apples. You know, we forget about apples. Apples grill up just beautifully. I handle an apple the same way I would a potato on the grill. And those things are absolutely great to have, even with uh, other dishes besides pork. But pork it seems to just be better with it. And try those desserts. And when you're trying the dessert, why not try something like an Asti uh, from Italy to have with that pineapple with the rum raisin ice cream and uh, a little sweet wine would be Asti Spamanti in this case would be a marriage made in heaven. Just delicious. And, you know, at Haskell's we are doing these Saturday tastings now. This Saturday, this afternoon, between 1 and 3 o'clock, we'll be tasting the wines of Melange. Melange is, incidentally, a property that's been producing wine for over 300 years. It was owned by a, a convent, a group of nuns, and it was bought by my good friend, Van Eckers, who he started that jewelry chain that advertised every kiss begins with K, and he sold it for a ton of money, and his wife always wanted to have a property in Bordeaux, so they bought this old convent, and they poured millions and millions of dollars into updating it. In fact, their assist, or their helper, who was enlisted, uh, they've enlisted his help uh, to produce really good wines, is uh, Herbert de Bord, who is the owner of Chateau L'Angelis. L'Angelis is one of the great Sonomions of the world, and would be in the category with Margot and Mouton, and things like that, and he's helping Milange, and you see the results in these wines. And we have today to taste four of those at the Haskell store, straight Chateau Milange, his Milange Black Label, which is as fine as any uh, estate bottle Bordeaux in its class, 
that Milage Blanc, white Bordeaux, is something we always forget to try. White Bordeaux, incidentally, in my opinion, the first time I tasted it, I said, this cries for lobster. And my friend said, you have a pretty good palate. I think lobster would be wonderful with white Bordeaux. And I've had it many times, and it is. And then uh, Milange Mozart, which is another uh, of their reds that is very, very good. They also have a Thousand Angels, which is a sweet wine. And that probably would be pretty good with that sliced pineapple and ice cream, the Milange sweet one, the Thousand Angels, it's called. These Milange wines are all under $20. Uh, the most expensive, the black label, which is really top, top flight, is about $17. And the others are all less expensive. In fact, their bonk, their white Bordeaux, is really reasonable. It's under $12. Just great wines uh, to try. So stop in the, any one of the 11 Haskell stores and try some of these wines of Milange today. You won't be disappointed. And then as an added plus, I have last month was out and tasted some Sauvignon Blanc from California called Salt. And I thought this Salt was a name for a vineyard, but it was very, very good. One of the best Sauvignon Blancs I've tasted in years. Again, very, very reasonable, and you can taste that as well today, and you won't be disappointed. And then don't forget that we still have that bouquet of rosé, which is great for summertime sipping on the patio. Uh, There's seven or six bottles of wonderful rosé from an Italian Prosecco sparkling rosé to a couple French uh, to California. Uh, are just absolute fabulous assortment of rosés, six of them, six different ones, and it's only $75 for the case, and you have a whole month of wonderful wine tasting and wine adventures in the rosé field. Because, you know, rosé today is made for everybody, not just for the ladies in the afternoon. Some of these rosés are fantastic and worth trying. And let's not forget, on this beautiful, warm Minnesota afternoon, maybe tonight try some of these unique things on your grill. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Vegetables and fruits grill up beautifully, just like meats and fowl, and not only that, they happen to be delicious. Absolutely. Well, you can find some other great ideas and some great help at any Haskell's location. You know, Denny, the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. They love to marry wine, whether you're cooking smoked pork chops or just burgers. They'll put you in touch with a wine that'll be delicious and won't break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, one out in Excelsior right on the lake. Haskell's in Fairbow off of 35W. There's a Haskell's at Maple Grove, which is unbelievable, 22,000 square feet of wines. Downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. If you can't come in to Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, we do deliver. Excellent. Jack, let's do this again next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to it. That's Jack Farrell from Haskell's.